Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 304. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be previewing the 2016 winter TV schedule. Plus, we'll talk about the second season finale of Fargo, or the second season. We'll see what uh, Kate and Kyle want to talk about there. And also, the most recent episode of Elementary. Plus, we have some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 304. I'm Jason, the TV Holic from tvholic.com. I'm Kyle from newreruns.net. And I'm Kate Kulzik from theteleverse.org, as well as the AV Club and some other places. As well as some other places and the brand new theteleverse.org all on its own. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a soft launch right now. <laughs> I have like five posts there. I have a whole huge back catalog I'm trying to go through and fix all the broken links and, you know, make it pretty. Make it pretty for all y'all. Uh, but hopefully by the uh, by the new year, by the time people are watching the shows we'll be t- previewing tonight, hopefully everything will be up and we'll be fully launched over at thetelverse.org. I say we, although it's the royal we. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason and I can, uh, can uh, we use the royal we as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the, the always, uh, it sounds like a, it's this huge group of people putting this thing together and it's just me. <laughs> sometimes it feels like more than one person <laughs> it's the old me myself and i putting it together so that's cool though putting it uh, out there all on its own except for all the work that it takes to do such a thing <laughs> but <laughs> just a little just a little work just a little bit of so how do how do feeds work and <laughs> sites and Going back and choosing a theme, and there's all these options, and trying to figure everything out, and I have to make a new logo. I made a new logo. Now I have to write a new theme song, and yeah, it's, that's going to be terrible. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it's going to be terrible, though. <laughs> so it's just it's it's a lot, but it'll be. But it's you know it's fun. That's why we do it, right? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it, definitely, we do it for the fun of <laughs> <laughs> of it. <laughs> But yeah, that's always that's always interesting. That's the sort of similar, not having to bring a whole bunch of posts and things and from an, an, another site to a new site. But when I started up the TV Holic previews this past fall, it was like, yeah, I've been running TV Times Three for a while. But it was always it was like, okay, so how do you go back? It's been seven years since the you know, <laughs> since we, you know or. Or really, probably like five or six years since have done any change to something where use something else to run the feed or, or what have you. And so it was like, how do you run a podcast again? Even though you've been doing it for, because like once everything's set up, it's pretty copy paste, man. <laughs> change a couple numbers, <laughs> copy and paste. Yeah, yeah. You just I, I used the previous week's show notes as you know this week's show notes, the template and. All that stuff just uh, runs through pretty good. <laughs> but that's enough. That's not what people came to listen to today is to, uh, for us to talk about hashtag TV podcaster problems. But before we jump into the news, I just wanted to mention one more time, head over to episode 303 at tvtimes3.com slash 303 and let us know what your holiday TV movie would be. Still have a few more days to do that. I ended the giveaway thing 
as of Christmas Day, so I'm going to select the random winner, which as of right now is Carl. You're looking really good (laughs) 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 on that one. And Carl even tweeted out to try and get people to enter the contest, which would make it harder for him to win. I mean, what a what a great guy. Carl's awesome. So yeah, you know, do that. Plus there's some great posts in the comments already. I mean, you gotta read Carl's what his holiday movie would be for us. I'm still a little off on the somehow turning into the lions time three, but you gotta read that to see what why that makes sense. That's <laughs> right. I still gotta come up with my uh the twin story that you requested on the podcast <laughs> yes, last year. Right. I came up with the title, Twin Kyle, Twin Kyle, Little Star. But I, have, <laughs> but I haven't come up with the actual Christmas story yet. And maybe that'll be posted there for you to read as well. But yeah, so so come over to that and uh, enter for... This is, the, this is the interesting thing about it. For something that is not holiday related at all, for Zoo on Blu-ray. But isn't Zoo just a gift for all of us? <laughs> really? It is. I mean, anything that puts James Walk on TV is a gift for everyone, uh, whether or not his talents are really used uh, or just his smile. Yeah. So the, it, it's kind of like, you know, a seasonal thing. It's very gift-like, right? Yes, that's right. Who wouldn't want Zoo on Blu-ray <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the new year? And thanks to Amory for that, for adding that uh, in for the ad hoc make up a giveaway as we were going along podcast we did last week (laughs) all right so now we'll jump into the news which here at the end of the year apparently just a flood of stuff basically uh some of these where they're just sort of cleaning house and telling you what's going on with the all their stuff basically in tnt's case but first up a and e has announced that the upcoming fourth season of vikings will be expanded to 20 episodes but it's going to be split in 10 episodes and then later on in the year, another 10 episodes. So while it will be a fourth season, it's going to be the same as what you're already pretty much getting. It's basically, we don't have to renegotiate contracts, <laughs> but we can get a fifth season out of it. Yep. It's uh, very much like Haven just recently did with their 26 episode <laughs> final season. Do they say that this is going to be the final No, it doesn't say that this will be the final season, but just one of those strange things that you're just like, yeah, well, you're not going to get 20 weeks in a row of Vikings. You're going to get 10 weeks, and then months and months will go by, and you'll get another 10 episodes. Amazon, for their Prime service, has renewed Hand of God, The Man in the High Castle, and Red Oaks for a second season for each of those. I've yet to watch any of them. I didn't particularly care for Red Oaks. I'm still working my way through The Man in the High Castle. And Hand of God is the one that uh, from – I've never I never even got around to watching the first episode. But from everything I've read about it, <laughs> I'm shocked it got a first season. <laughs> let alone I, I saw the, the pilot <laughs> way back when they let you scream and I didn't like it. I, I was... That would be because it was terrible. <laughs> it was not good. But even for people that have watched past that – there's no improvement made. And so, but apparently some people watched it because it's getting another season. I'm like fascinated with Red Oaks. Not enough to, you know, actually watch it yet. But, <laughs> but just the, the, you guys, you guys have heard that they did a body swap episode, right? Yes. That, that, no, like, like the old 80s movies with like yeah. the yeah. 
<laughs> like episode like seven or eight or something like that is a, a legit body swap episode that, that awesome. apparently they remember <laughs> exactly right it's like lead with that lead was we're the kind of show that would do a body swap also we have richard kind i mean like that's all i need to know uh and and paul riser who's also fabulous but i haven't i haven't made time to catch up with that one but hearing that it's the kind of show that will do stuff like that has me much more intrigued than the pilot did yeah where everything's just sort of sort of a straight ahead not really a spoof of 80s but basically aping off of that where it doesn't just feel like they're I don't know. It feels more like they've made an 80s movie. Like if you actually are watching it, you it feels like you could just put it right next to a bunch of other 80s stuff and it would feel just like that's when it came from. Uh, so I think they did a real good, good job of not just creating the times, but creating, I don't know, just the way the show does stuff. But it goes through sort of just like as straight comedy and then just has like all of a sudden there's a body swap episode. <laughs> like there's like there, awesome. there's something and then it just goes back to like the next week <laughs> or the next episode uh of being back to just like its regular thing. It just is there. But yeah, I, I couldn't get past like the first uh, episode or two. While I like the recreation of sort of the times, I didn't find it to be all that funny, so I was just like, eh. It just seemed like a reason to put boobs on screen for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of boobs on the screen in this thing, which I suppose happened in the 80s movies and stuff like that of the, you know, the meatballs and the things like that. It also makes it something you can't really watch at work. <laughs> during <laughs> which, lunch. Is, which is a very interesting thing. Well, at least you said during lunch. <laughs> but you've mentioned that a couple of times, Kyle, of watching TV at work. And I really want to know. <laughs> uh, people coming along and, and there's Kyle at his desk. He looks like he's working hard, but he's really just watching Red Oaks. Next up, uh, Hulu has renewed East Los High for a fourth season. I didn't even know there were three seasons of this <laughs> that already existed. NBC has canceled Best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris after one season. Apparently it wasn't the best time ever. I thought it was decent like i like the idea of the show the execution definitely needed some work but like i'm i'm sad to see that that's not going to be around because at least it was something new and different rather than the same old same old that we get that is by far the most positive review i've heard of the show Anywhere, Kyle. <laughs> it had it had its but moments. At least it was different. <laughs> it had its moments. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It was kind of stalkery at times. <laughs> but like some of the things that they did every episode weren't that great. Like the they had like karaoke with random people over Skype or something. But it had some good moments. Yeah, but again, one of those things that uh, for every good moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. The stuff that you had to wade through to get to that, just so not worth it. Speaking of wading through <laughs> lots of stuff for stuff that's not particularly worth it, TNT has both renewed a bunch of stuff and canceled a bunch of stuff. Most notably, Agent X after one season, Legends after two, and Public Morals after one as well have all been canceled. Not really a surprise on any of those. Public Morals didn't really do all that well. Legends... It was sort of a surprise that it got a second season. I didn't. It didn't do 
they needed time to, to kill off uh, Sean Bean. Like, he didn't die in the first season, so. Uh, and then Agent X is just completely ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't see one positive review of that, so I never even checked it out. It like, is. But the cast sounded awesome. Well, the cast is pretty great, <laughs> but it's all ridiculous. I've been enjoying listening to the discussion around Agent X yes, on the listen, TV Talk Machine yes, podcast. You listen to that is that should be a recommendation <laughs> is to yeah. listen to the last few episodes of the TV Talk Machine, their discussion of Agent X, and then the creator of Agent X writing in responses to both theirs and listeners' uh, critiques of the show has been hilarious. I think I'm with uh, Tim and Jason over there would definitely put the creator of Agent X right up there as as guys that get it. <laughs> like he knows that his show is not is is not the greatest thing, but he's having you know fun putting it up there and having a TV show, but not taking it super personally if people don't like it or find it silly. But so much so that they created a drinking game for watching the episodes over there on TV Talk Machine. And the creator of Agent X paid their bill. <laughs> bought them their first round of alcoholic beverages to play the game with. So, I mean, come on. That's pretty sweet. That's not a surprise that it's getting canceled because it's, uh, it's not doing very well. Especially... Can, coming after The Librarians, which is doing pretty well and has been renewed for a third season. And then also Major Crimes for a fifth and Murder in the First for a third are all coming Now, wasn't back Major well. Crimes just like a very small episode order? I thought I saw something that it was like a small order. It's like 10 or 13 or something or, or what have you. But I think they did that last year and then the episode count grew personally i would i would like to see some of these shows just go to a 10 or 13 episode arc that just plays during the summer be really nice instead of like eight episodes here and then another five at the winter break and then come back in the spring for some more either play them all in a row or just order some other series and that's only six episodes or put and them that. two big chunks or something but these uh three-part Season four is playing over like three parts. It ends tonight, I think. The second group of episodes end tonight. And then it comes back for more season four episodes in February. But it started back in like July or something or June. Uh, that's a really lot of spreading things out. That's the news. That's a whole lot of stuff. I wasn't expecting there to be quite as many. But I guess it's sort of the, hey, we're coming up to the end of the year. We need to... Make some decisions here at some of these uh, some of these networks. But there was also the thing with Cinemax ordered a script for the next season three. I guess they want to see uh, they want to see if they want to do a season three based on what they come up with. <laughs> I hope they do, but we'll see. And with that, we'll move on to what we're really here for, which is the Winter TV preview to talk about all the new and returning stuff coming in January and February and into March, which, as we were talking a little bit before we started recording... It's going to be rough! Is, is, ...is basically very similar to 
the fall season in almost in the amount of things that are coming. It's just a bunch more of them are on cable than coming on uh, the network side of things. But as per usual, we'll go through each day and then stop and talk a little bit about some of what's coming on those days. And with that, we'll start with Sunday, where ABC will have Gallivant returning for its second season as of the 3rd of January. And that's basically all they're having for like a while, it seems like. I think they're going to be replaying back-to-back episodes of Quantico uh, following that for a lot of January and stuff. But then uh, later on in March, Once Upon a Time returns on the 6th. And a new show, The Family, will start on the 3rd and then have its first Sunday night episode, which is where it's going to regularly play on the 6th. And then Quantico will return on March the 6th as well. I'm really not a big fan of the play it on another night and then move it to <laughs> where it's actually going to be thing. But at least it's the same week, though. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> at least that. Uh, and then CBS uh, has a few episodes of Undercover Boss uh, starting up yesterday as we're recording this on the 20th. It'll play on Sunday nights for a little bit and then move to Fridays. And then it'll be replaced back by Madam Secretary. And then that'll be followed by The Good Wife and CSI Cyber all on January 10th. Fox will have The Simpsons returning on January 3rd. And that'll be followed by a new show. Uh, what is it? Cooper Barrett's I don't Guide to Surviving thing. Life. <laughs> yeah, Guide to Surviving Life. And then it'll be followed by Family Guy and then new show Border Town. All of those on January 3rd. Uh, ABC will have the Golden Globes on the 10th of January. And then they haven't announced what they're (laughs) after that. Football ends the week before. And then after that, they haven't announced what their Sundays are going to be yet. Uh, And then there's also got some America's Funniest Home Videos and 60 Minutes Uh, And The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers will be playing before The Simpsons as of the 10th of January. All of those on the broadcast side of things. And then on cable, AMC has The Walking Dead returning on February 14th. And that'll be followed by The Talking Dead or just Talking Dead. HBO has vinyl new show starting up on February 14th and then... The following week, that'll be followed by Girls and Togetherness. God, I cannot say Togetherness. (laughs) You're so close. (laughs) (laughs) And Togetherness starting up on February 21st. PBS has Downton Abbey returning for, I guess this is the final season, right? Yeah. On January 3rd. And new show Mercy Street will follow that as of the 17th of January. And then Showtime has Shameless returning as of the 10th of January. And then that'll be followed by new show Billions starting up on the 17th of January. Okay, so, Kate, we'll start with you on Sundays. What what, what will you be watching? And of the new stuff, is there any of that that you're uh, looking forward to? Um, I will be watching Girls when it comes back. Very excited about that. I will likely check in with Togetherness, though I was I I I was just like fine with season one. I was like, yes, 
well done. That is a season of television. Yes. <laughs> That's about how I feel about it. Like, I remember a couple things about it. Excellent cast, really like all of them. Um, but yeah, I wasn't as moved by that as a lot of other critics that I know were. But uh, I'm very excited about Girls Coming Back. And Gallivant, gotta say, I've seen the first seven of the upcoming season. I, I know you you guys have seen some of it too. I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit here, but I really enjoyed uh, those. Uh, so I've seen seven of the ten for this upcoming season of Gallivant, and uh, they just come back with a, such a better grasp on their tone and it's just, they go all in on the camp and the cheesy and talking right to the audience and the self-awareness and they, they, they've made a few tweaks to their dynamics with that that really helps that. So that should be a lot of fun for people. But the rest of Sunday is like I'm very excited to not be watching most of it. Like I'm I'm just about done with The Good Wife. I probably will keep watching because I've watched it all so like all of it so far. But they really are not helping themselves uh, with some of their decision making over there. As far as I'm concerned, I'm hoping they turn it around. Um, and uh, you know, Walking Dead. I'm also not hugely invested now that I am no longer co-hosting a Walking Dead podcast. I have the option of not watching The Walking Dead. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and as for the new stuff, I haven't seen The Family yet on ABC. So hopefully that will su- surprise and be, I don't really know much about it. Hopefully you guys can fill me in. But um, vinyl, I just, I don't care about at all. I just like, I really don't care about another look and the CD under bed- belly of sex and drugs and rock and roll and all of that stuff. Yeah. Even the pedigree behind that show does not have me interested in it. And then, uh, I watched both Border t- an episode of Border Town and an ep- episode of Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Uh, and there are more than one available. And normally I would have watched all of them, like the diligent, you know, goody tissues that I am. <laughs> but they were terrible. Especially, I, I quit after two of each. So, Oh, my God. Cooper Barrett. Like, I just wanted to, like, dude, you are not Ferris Bueller. And uh, you're trying and you're just so smug and terrible. The pilot is that of that is it's it's um guide to surviving your your jerk friend or something like that it's like dude you're the lovable jerk in this group <laughs> you're terrible and i hate you and i'm still watching you because i can't not watch the pilot because of my own like masochistic rules <laughs> that i have with myself about watching all the network pilots but oh god it's bad and it feels so long it feels twice as long as lucifer which is another pilot i don't like that we'll talk about soon um that is twice as long as it so it's the longest <laughs> 20 minutes i've seen in quite a while also was not entertained at all by border town despite liking some of the uh voice actors there um so yeah i am looking forward to not having an insane impossible sunday for a while like it usually happens most of the year that's what i'm looking forward to on sundays so how about you kyle you didn't I take it you didn't like Border Town, which is I find surprising. I know. I wanted to love Border Town. <laughs> One of the voices on it is the most irritating voice ever. It's like his daughter, who I thought was his sister because she looked way too old, but she has the most grinding, annoying voice. But like most of the jokes are just like ridiculous and offensive. Like it's so sweet that you called them jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it's just awful. It's like just the writing is poor. It tries to use like like current events with like all this people like trying to keep people out and building walls and Donald Trump type of stuff. Donald Trump probably loves it. But uh but Dude, I, Border I just... Town was the show that was like the epitome of why I don't like Family Guy and all of these other you know, Cleveland show and all of these other things is that 
it seemed to just take the really bad offensive stuff and that was what it was going for for jokes like that yes. like the only like you reason you need to it, also be funny yeah. but it was like that was the only it was like that was the only thing it was going for like every, it was like oh we can set something on the border and then it's a racial joke palooza and you're just like no it was incredibly terrible like I almost couldn't sit through the, the whole thing, but uh, much like Kate, if I start watching it, I'm going to at least finish watching the episode that I'm watching. I sat through two episodes, and it did actually have a decent uh, Breaking Bad homage in it, but not worth watching. And like like you said, Cooper Barrett, I just wrote in my notes, I said, annoying Parker Lewis. Like he just wants to be, <laughs> he just wants to be like Parker Lewis or Ferris Bueller, and he's so not, and it's just he's just annoying. This is and more like, like Parker Lewis totally loses. Like yes. pretty much on a on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, there are elements of the show that I think could work if they dropped his whole story. I would have followed like he has like a brother and his wife who are like expecting a kid. And like that, I actually found like there's stuff in the second episode that's mainly focused around them. I could watch a show around them, but not around Cooper Barrett. Can we drop the title character and <laughs> and follow his brother and his family in a completely different thing? And it could actually be decent. Well, but. I have to say I did like – I did watch more than one episode of Cooper Barrett. And I did like in subsequent episodes that uh, Liza LaPira wasn't just like a cast member. Like they actually she's used the her. Wife? Yes. She's the wife. Yeah. She, yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah. Well, she's also like – the person you see pop up in a lot of these comedies that don't go anywhere, but then she's also just sort of like a side character, just not really used. And so to actually see some storylines around her was pretty good. But uh, while I like the attempt at trying to do something a little different, uh, you know, in that vein of like Ferris Bueller or, or uh, Parker Lewis, well, I was going to say, both of which are better, unless you count the TV show, TV show of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> then not so much, uh, but um, but yeah, I I I watched the first three because I, based on the style of it and it trying to be different, I was interested in it. But it's not. I didn't find a lot of it to be funny. Again, again, it's a comedy. It's supposed to be. I really like Megan Rath, and while I think. This is slightly better truth than, be told. than truth be told that she got <laughs> recast from because she's doing this. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think either are going to last. I don't so. know that this, <laughs> but at least it's not as bad. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a little something to there. I did a little bit like some of their relationship at, you know, friends or whatever. But yeah, the show overall is sort of a little bit too like over the top. As there's a continuing story going on, each week focuses on a specific thing, like losing your phone or uh, trying to travel someplace or these various things. So there's a specific subject for each episode. But yeah, not as terrible as Border Town. <laughs> Worse for me. But, Worse than Border Town. Really? I, because... yeah, I, it's a toss up to me. I at least give Cooper Barrett for being, for feeling different than other things that are on right now, at least trying to 
give a different spin on something poorly executed. But... I don't care. I wanted to reach into the TV and smash his stupid, smug, annoying face. Watertown, I, I, I could just go like, this is not funny. Okay, I see what you're doing here, and it's it's not, can you be done now? Whereas Cooper Bear is like, how long have I been watching this? What <laughs> portion of my life have I sacrificed in this horrible way? Yeah, no, I really didn't like, and, and again, it's just because, yeah, maybe they're trying to, trying to do something different but they're not doing anything different this has been done a million times in different ways and i'm sorry the voiceover i'm not sorry i don't know why i'm saying anything. i'm not sorry <laughs> the, the voiceover direct to camera i know all the stuff guys it's like no you don't you're you're a pain in the ass you make everybody's life difficult and you're not charming enough to make us forget that you are not a young matthew broderick sir move along <laughs> And I watched three of them. <laughs> so, so that's enough of the Fox stuff. What else, Kyle? Well, on Sunday on the nights, Fox are you? Stuff, I'll also be watching Bob's Burgers, which I'm real excited for that to finally come back because all we've had is like we had Halloween episode, then Thanksgiving episode, then Christmas episode, and then it's been <laughs> off the air. Like they're rapid fired through all the holidays. So I'm I'm anxious to see that come back. That would be an interesting season of TV. Is <laughs> you do well, like, that's all they aired in the fall? It seems like <laughs> no, I, I, is if you just did like 20 episodes a year, but it just like. It showed, up, it showed up on a ho- on or near a holiday, like throughout the year. Hey, Bob's kills it at holiday episodes. Oh, I, I love their holiday episodes. Yeah. yeah, if they want to do those all year round, I'd be fine with that. Um, and then the Simpsons, I'll be watching Galavant. Like Kate said, loved. The, I've watched the seven episodes as well. Loved the sec. It's like one long. I want those last three episodes because it's just like one long story that just continues. They did mix some things up this season, which is nice. They have a bunch of things that they're like direct, uh, like homages or or parodies of like famous songs and other musicals that they've added this season. I don't remember them doing that in the first season at all, but there's a few of those. The Family, I really enjoyed. There wasn't like an official review episode, so my initial thoughts are that it um, it sets up like an interesting story. It's basically about this family that their son goes missing uh 10 years earlier and all of a sudden he appears back and is it really him or is it not him and like how does that change the family like because the the mother is running for is like the, political she office like running for mayor or something i yeah, have she, seen this yeah yeah she's mayor she's mayor now but she's about to run for governor all uh, right yes okay uh, starting so, joan allen i watched this in the fall and i had forgotten yeah they didn't put up a new version of it i just rewatched okay. it uh earlier this week but yeah so i i think it sets up like a very interesting story and the dynamics of the family i'm interested to see where they go with that um let's see i i will be watching madam secretary and the good wife still same with conico uh walking dead i'm looking forward to that coming back um vinyl like kate i'm not really that interested in at all Shameless, uh, I I always find that enjoyable and entertaining. And Billions, I tried to watch. I I, I watched the first episode. That's one that felt like it was going on for hours. Like I just lost interest halfway through the episode. It's got a great cast. Um, uh, It's got Damian Lewis and I forget who the other guy is. Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti, yeah. But also Uh, uh, Maggie Maggie Siff from Sons of Anarchy and Malin Ackerman. And uh, the cast is... uh, the cast is pretty solid. I actually like that one. It is slow. It takes place sort of in the... He's the U.S. attorney, 
Paul Giamatti is and Damian Lewis is, you know, sort of a fat cat investor that's not exactly doing everything above board. And it sets up them going back and forth at each other. But the cast is great. I actually liked the first episode, barring the opening scene, which is, <laughs> hey, look at us. We're on premium cable. Yep. And which is like doesn't really add a whole lot to the scene or, or a whole lot to it except for well how the first episode ends I guess but as it ties the the opening episode together there uh, which is pretty much what I thought was going to happen on that front anyways but also on a front that I didn't really care about because the other stuff was interesting of Paul Giamatti going after you know his family dynamics and Damian Lewis's family dynamics and then also them starting this basically this pissy match of going back and forth at each other because they each think they're smarter than the other one. I like the first episode. I'm going to check out more of that one. Cable-wise, I'll watch Walking Dead because I've been watching it so far. Even with the stupid Glenn stuff, I'll probably continue to watch. Mm -hmm. Togetherness, I will be watching. Uh, I enjoyed the first season of that even though it's in that same vein of, I mean, it's kind of in a similar vein to, well, recently casual on Hulu or you're the worst. A half hour dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> these sort of half hour uh, dramedies that, uh, but that revolve around this like family unit uh, for the most part. So I'll check out that one. Cause uh, the Duplass brothers were pretty good in, in creating that, see what they have, uh, uh, coming didn't watch any of the second season of Galavant because I didn't like the first season, so I didn't what? Even, I didn't even check out the second season. How is that possible? <laughs> it's totally <laughs> possible. Uh, and then uh, the family, I I like the cast with uh, Joan Allen and Zach Guilford and a bunch of other uh, recognizable faces uh, that pop up in that. It it creates sort of an interesting mystery, and this also this. Uh, you know, family, uh, family drama. Uh, Andrew McCarthy's in it as well. I definitely uh, interested in checking out more of that one. And then I'm behind on the Good Wife, so I don't know what all of these poor choices are that Kate was talking about yet. I, I <laughs> but that's like on my season. yeah. <laughs> but that's on my list to catch up with over the next couple weeks. So I'll be back watching that one when that returns. Uh, and then I'll probably continue to watch Quantico. But I, the more I watch it, the I really don't know why. <laughs> yeah, because it might, it's probably one that I'll finish out the season and then never watch it after. Because yeah, there's just it's it's becoming more and more starting to pile up things that I just go, wait, that wouldn't happen. Wait, why are they doing that? Wait, wait, why are you thinking? This is Quantico. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but even within that, <laughs> I'll just say, like in the very last episode, the way that it ends, they earlier said. We believe it's somebody in the FBI. They know our playbook. So when they come across the idea of a bomb, what do they do? They follow their playbook <laughs> and it turns out poorly for them. And I just go, that makes no sense. <laughs> You're a stupid person. You deserve to get exploded. As soon as they did that, I knew where the bomb was. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they said that. And then when they were someplace else, you were like, oh, I know where the bomb is now because 
obviously they're going to do this. But there's becoming two more and more things like that 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 a very pretty cast is not able to cover any longer. But yeah, that's uh, that's Sunday, and we'll move on to Monday, which ABC will have a new season of The Bachelor. Uh, starting up on the 4th of January, and then Castle will be returning with new episodes on February 1st. CBS has Supergirl, Scorpion, and NCIS Los Angeles all returning on the 4th of January. The CW has Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin returning on the 25th of January. Fox has The X-Files, which will premiere on Sunday, the 24th, but then play out the rest of the episodes on Monday as of the 25th. And that'll be followed by new show Lucifer, which we already know Kate is super looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Gotham will return to lead that night off as of the 29th of February. NBC has, well, they've already played the first couple episodes in these weird special previews that they've done, but Superstore and Telenovela, We'll be starting off in their regular time slots on the 4th hour, of January. Hour. And that'll be followed by The Biggest Loser, also starting up on the 4th. And then on the 29th of February, a new season of The Voice will start up. And then that'll be followed by The Return of Blindspot. And then over on the cable side of things, ABC Family has The Fosters, followed by new show Recovery Road both starting on the 25th of January. AMC has the second season of Better Call Saul starting up on the 15th of February. Sci-Fi has The Magicians, which they already have showed the first episode, but they'll be showing the first two as of the 25th of January, and then it'll play an episode a week following that on Mondays. TBS has American Dad, Returning with new episodes, followed by new show Angie Tribeca. American Dad returns on the 25th. Angie Tribeca will premiere on the 17th, where the season will play multiple times over 24 hours. And then subsequent seasons of one episode each will start up the following week as of the 25th. And then we'll have like 20 episodes of the show, but... 11 seasons or some such weirdness that they're doing, uh, which makes me wonder if they have any idea of what they're going to do past that. Uh, I have no idea. And then lastly, Major Crimes returns with new episodes, as I mentioned earlier, on the 15th of February. So we'll, uh, we'll start with you this time, Kyle. What, uh, what on Mondays are you uh, looking forward to? Definitely the NBC Power Hour Comedy Hour, a superstore and telenovela. Love those shows. Not being sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> yes. For me, two shows with great ideas behind them, but poorly executed. But continue, Kyle. Then uh, to back up, I'll be watching Supergirl still and Castle. Um, the X-Files, I saw the, the first episode and I wasn't all that thrilled by it, but it was more mythology and supposedly it's going to be more monster of the week after that, which is what I always liked about the show. So I'm looking forward to episodes two to six to see how that works. Uh, Lucifer was one that I thought looked horrible from the ads, 
but I actually really enjoyed the pilot. I like that, like, they just go for it. Like, it's not like, oh, he's a secret. He's Lucifer. He just tells anyone he meets, like, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm the devil and I'm not going to die. And, like, I, I, I thought it was much more entertaining than I ever would have expected. It looked, from the ads, it looked more like a detective noir show where it's really just set in the present and, I I actually enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to that. Um, CW, uh, both of those, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin, I enjoy both of those. Recovery Road is going to break my rule. I have no interest in watching that pilot whatsoever based on the premise that it's about kids getting over addictions. No interest whatsoever. So I'll just be skipping that. I don't watch The Fosters either. Uh, excited to see Better Call Saul come back. Loved that show last season, and I'm looking forward to another season. Um, the Magicians, I was actually surprised by how much I really enjoyed that, and the way that preview episode ends, leaving you in a huge cliffhanger. Like, I'm I'm interested to see what happens next with that. Yeah, basically, since the, the idea of a two-hour premiere is a very good idea, based yes. on watching just the first, <laughs> first episode... <laughs> and that Andrew Tribeca, it looks like another like Brooklyn Nine Nine type of show. So I'm interested to see. Maybe not. I, I I don't know how it plays out, but just the premise sounds like that. And this whole weird way they're airing it, I'm really interested to see how this show is. And the cast sounds really good. So I'm interested to check that out as well. The cast is really good, but they're really going more for Police Squad than. Uh... Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is so more psych like, eggs and things, which or? Is, yeah, which is Brooklyn Nine Nine is more like Barney Miller. This is going more for the the Police Squad thing, uh, which oddly enough, I love Police Squad. <laughs> I could sit and watch those episodes of the original TV show over and over again. A lot of the what was in the TV show shows up in the movies. Uh, unfortunately, so does O.J. Simpson, which sort of <laughs> has retroactively sort of ruined those movies for me. But I used to love those movies. Uh, but Police Squad was great. And so this has a similar thing, but it's almost too much where there's a lot of there's a lot of sight gags like that. But in something like Police Squad, they sort of made sense on, I don't know, like on the face of them, like they would say one thing and you would think, what that would be in the case of a police show, but then it would be the exact opposite of, uh, but yet still that thing. This just has just random stuff just happen. That's trying to be funny. And it just felt like a little too much to me, which I, I was sort of disappointed. I thought I was going to like this way more than I did. Uh, I'll probably continue to check it out because I want to see how it works out, how they're going to do this, past the first 10 episodes uh, but I watched the first couple and while the cast is really good basically any semi-funny actor you've ever seen basically is going to show up at some point in these episodes it's like let's call all our friends and basically sure they show. Yeah, basically <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot like that but so I I don't know I I think I may have set like too high an expectation for like what I was hoping that would be. Um, and then it came in a little under that recovery road. I watched the first episode and it's perfectly fine. I'll just say if you like the fosters or switch to birth, 
you'll probably like Recovery Road. I mean, they're sort of uh, ABC Family, soon to be Freeform, is sort of hitting on an interesting genre of family-ish dramas that all work on le- on some level. But I don't know that I'll keep watching uh, this one, much like The Fosters, and I've fallen behind on on Switched at Birth. I'll watch Major Crimes when it returns because I still enjoy that show. And then The Magicians. Uh, I like anything that's sort of set or attempt to set in these sort of like fantasy worlds or sci-fi type stuff. But really, this is Harry Potter if he found out he was a wizard when he was about to enter (laughs) grad school as opposed to when he was, what, like seven (laughs) or something. I mean, it really – the whole setup – I mean, they add a little extra of there's this this fantasy world that I guess turns out to be real, uh, but it it still has the he's sort of the chosen one, and there's somebody that's been you know looking for him that's a bad guy that has abilities, and you're just like, this sounds like everything I've, I've heard this before. We'll see if the execution uh, works, but after watching the first episode, I was like. I see why they're going with a two hour premiere because you really, you're not quite fully set up with what is going on. Uh, It's like you need more information. Uh, So I'll give it the the next episode to see if it, uh, if it hooks me, but, but yeah, it's, it's Harry Potter as 20 somethings. It's, it's what it is. (laughs) It also gave the first of Sci-Fi's two floating sex scenes of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very weird, common occurrence to have. I was was like, wait a second. Why? We, this just happened on the Expanse. Why is, it's, okay, a lot of, uh, yes, a lot of floating sex happening on, apparently, uh, I'm sure that this was all thought of independently of each other as to be a great idea uh, as a as as a visual but uh, I don't know on the broadcast side of things uh, Supergirl I will continue to watch I am quite enjoying that I'll watch Castle when it returns probably not going to watch any more Superstore or telenovela I'll watch the X-Files I liked I at least liked what I think it was like a great first episode but I thought it did a good job of setting up I guess like what this little mini run is going to be and then there's Lucifer which sort of like Kyle I kind of liked in a weird way in that I like these styles of shows I'm a big fan of the cop not a cop (laughs) 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 and this is this is right there it's cop not a cop we have a female detective and then I don't know if you know this but the devil's not a cop so, but <laughs> apparently while vacationing in LA is going to be quite helpful in getting people to uh, say what their deepest, darkest secrets are, uh, which will help solve crimes. And so based on that, just absolutely ridiculous premise, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it, even though the first episode, I mean, the guy has a lot of charm and, and whatnot, even though the first episode opens up basically the exact same as his USA show that got canceled. But uh, how about you, Kate? Let's uh, let's hear what you've got on, on Lucifer and the rest of of Monday nights. Well, Remember for the, Luc- the devil's for... in the details. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> um, well, for me, for Lu- with Lucifer, um, I don't think he's charming. 
Uh, I think it's just really smarmy, and I like, <laughs> and it's also just, um, of course. It, for me, when I was watching, it's just a whole string of of course. So of course he's British, because that's supposed to make us think he's classy. Because you put an accent on him, and then all of a sudden he's classy, and that also is why all the ladies can't resist him, except for the one. I wonder if we're supposed to get invested in a will they won't they with our with Lucifer. Will she be able to tame the devil? Yeah, I mean it's just like for me it was just so by the numbers as as we're going through. And I also enjoy Cop Not a Cop, or I I tend to think of it as a very special civilian. But yes, Cop Not a Cop, uh, copyright uh, TV talk machine. Um, uh, but. I, there's a lot of them, so you need to be interesting for me if you're going to be that. And this, for me, was not interesting. Um, I'm sorry. Again, I keep saying that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I don't. Stop apologizing, I Kate. Tell us what you really think. I don't think that uh, having Lucifer, you Satan, be your your good guy is yeah. very interesting. Talk about it's, an anti-hero. Yeah, it's just, it's like it's like these people who get annoyed at vampire shows and movies and books where the vampires are all sexy all the time. And you're like, okay, remember when vampires were supposed to be monsters? Yeah. Let's have some of that. That's kind of how I feel about Lucifer. Um, if you're gonna do Lucifer, just turning him into yet another like tortured soul, or like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What, I wonder if maybe this uh, woman will have a effect on him, and all of a sudden, I want to start helping people. Hmm. Wonder if that's what's going to be happening here. It's just uh, so so by the numbers, and uh, but then the, yeah, it, but then that just that basic premise is so dumb. It's just you can't wrap your head around the just the whole idea of that. The devil would leave hell because he's just, you know, he's just sort of over it. Well, and he's just kind of whiny about his dad the way they always make angels be whiny about. They always give angels daddy issues because, of course, how can you not? But um, so there's that. And, I mean, his they talk about it basically. They give, they're giving him a superpower, whereas for me, it's like we're giving you a plot convenience of just talk to anybody except our very special cop. Um, and they'll just tell you everything that they're thinking. It's like, so you, what you're saying is they just don't need to do any actual detective work. They just need to delay when he can get people to just tell him stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then make, and until the, like the, you know, minute 39 or 40. Yeah, And then make her not susceptible to that, which makes her fascinating, fascinating. to him. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't, uh, doesn't She's work. a puzzle. Yeah, he's he's it's almost like he's like, you know, like Kilgrave from. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's what it is. He, he Only this, without. But he uses his power for good. Yeah. Except he can't like tell people to do exactly. He's just only able to get them to sort of tell the truth about something. When he asks them a question, they can't like not tell him the truth. Uh, well. And, oh, and the the best part, no, the best part we haven't even mentioned yet is... The piano bar? No, is is he's going to be going to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? What he gets people to say is their deepest, darkest desires, right? That's his thing. That's his superpower. But 
wanting to do something or feel something or think something is different than actually doing it. And I don't know that the show has a distinction there. And I feel like that's an important distinction. So like the guy saying he's like, you know, if, if you have somebody who said um, they wanted to kill somebody, that doesn't mean that they did it. It just means <laughs> they wanted to. It's a very dif- important distinction there. Uh, so uh, this is not a show that seems, again, I've only watched one episode from the pilot. It doesn't seem like it's particularly interested in nuance or, uh, thinking about any of that stuff. And it really would rather you didn't either. Um, and so just for me, that's, that's my thing with Lucifer. I just, it's just too, it's too by the numbers and not interesting enough. Um, it's was much less pain, painless, um, much less painful, I should say, than the, the Fox comedies I watched. But no, I'm not interested. I'm more interested in the X-Files. Not hugely interested, but more interested. This was an interesting viewing experience for me because I couldn't couldn't really decide how I felt about it as a person watching a TV show um, who enjoys sci-fi related things. I thought it was fine. Interesting enough. A little like I kept waiting for them, like the the twist or like the I kept waiting for a reveal or a long con on Mulder's part to like show up at the end of the first episode. And then it didn't, I was like, Oh, they're serious. I just thought this was going to be like, aha, we're pulling your leg. Cause it's, isn't this so funny that this is such a played out concept, but then they, but they didn't do that. So maybe that'll come later in the season. Maybe it won't. But, um, so I, but I enjoyed the whole, the, the, the episode, but however, in the context of somebody who's seen a lot of, but not all of the X-Files, I was just kind of baffled. I was like, you've taken these characters to the point, like, Scully was pregnant with an alien baby after being adopted, uh, being uh, abducted. You, you don't get to be like, oh, are there aliens? After that's happened to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's too much, too much stuff has gone down. Um, for them to have a question of, are there even aliens in the first place? Have we been lied to? It's like, yes, you established that. I watched that show, which is the the challenge of doing something like the X-Files after you've basically spent X number of seasons confirming various theories. So I'm of two minds about the X-Files. Um, I think people new to the show will hopefully dig it and then go check out the original series. Um, and I'm very excited about the the prospect of it being standalones, which is the correct choice. Um, I'm looking forward to the Darren Morgan episode that has Camille Nanjiani, um, just because Darren Morgan's episodes are the best, uh, are, are among the best of the the series. So that's very exciting that they got him back. But um, yeah, I'm not sure about X Files. Uh, as for the rest of of Monday, uh, love Crazy Ex Girlfriend, love Jane the Virgin. Very excited about both of those. I'm still watching Supergirl. Um, and I, I had some, some of the stuff I really like about it, some of the stuff I'm not as hot on, but because I'm not like writing weekly reviews, I can just watch it, which is kind of nice. I just kind of enjoy it on its, on, on what it's doing and not overanalyze it. Kate Though, Kulzik, TV fan. I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's very challenging for me. Uh, you guys mentioned Superstore and Telenovela. I've reviewed those over on the Televerse, and I did not like them <laughs> as much as you guys did. I didn't like um, them either. Well, I'm the only one that liked them. Oh, I'm the yeah, only hey. one on, on Earth that liked them, I think. Yeah. But, you I, know, so, my brother likes Superstore. I don't think he's watched Telenovela yet, though. Yeah, I wanted those both to be better than they are. Maybe they'll figure themselves out. Yeah, like I said, both good ideas for workplace comedies, poorly executed. 
poorly executed. But uh, over on cable, um, I'm I'm intrigued by Andrew Tribeca. I kind of copy everything you guys have said. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm intrigued based on the premise and the cast and everything. However, what I've seen from it hasn't been, you know, blowing my mind. So we'll see what happens with that. And I haven't caught the magicians yet. Not very interested in Recovery Road, I must say. Uh, but I'm super stoked for Better Call Saul to come back because I thought that was such a confident first season. I can't wait to see what they do with season two. So that's where, I, where I'm at currently with Mondays. Very excited to have Crazy's Girlfriend and Jean the Virgin back. They, they should just come back now. Just immediately just have all of the content in my brain. That would make me very happy. <laughs> that's coming. The net, Netflix instant download. Where Yeah. As of, that's what I need. As of 12. <laughs> Level one on a Friday night, you'll just be like, boop. Oh, man, that was a great season. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so convenient. (laughs) All right. With that, we'll move on to Tuesdays. ABC will have The Muppets and Fresh Off the Boat returning as of February 2nd. And then that'll be, well, time slot wise, it'll be followed by Marvel's Agent Carter as of January 19th. And then new show of Kings and Prophets will close out the night as of March 8th. Uh, But then also on March 8th, Fresh Off the Boat will move to where the Muppets currently occupies. And then new show, The Real O'Neills, will follow it. And then Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will return to finish out its season uh, so many moving moving pieces around. <laughs> in the, uh, and then there's CBS, where NCIS, NCIS New Orleans, and Limitless all return on the 5th of January. And there you go. Uh, the CW has The Flash returning on the 19th, and that will be followed by iZombie, which returns to finish out its season as of the 12th of January. Fox has its new comedy lineup on Tuesdays, which will be New Girl, Returning, followed by Grandfathered, followed by Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then The Grinder, all as of the 5th of January. NBC has Hollywood Game Night, followed by Chicago Med and Chicago Fire, as of all returning on the 5th of January. And then a new season of The Voice will have, which mentioned starts on Monday uh, the 29th, we'll have uh, new episodes on the Tuesday night uh, following that. And then over on the cable side of things, ABC Family, soon to be Freeform, will have Pretty Little Liars, followed by new show Shadowhunters, starting on the 12th of January. Uh, Bravo has Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which has already started up, and but that'll continue to play into February. Uh, FX has American Crime Story, uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson, starting up on the 2nd of February. MTV has Teen Wolf returning, followed by new show The Shannara Chronicles, both starting on the 5th of January. OWN has The Haves and The Have-Nots returning with new episodes on the 5th of January. Sci-Fi continues to play The Expanse, which has already started. TNT has Rizzoli and Isles returning with new episodes as of the 16th of February. And WGN America has new show Outsiders starting on the 26th of January. So, Kate, any of that Tuesday stuff uh, got you interested? 
Um, I, I have not caught up with uh, Kings and Prophets yet, so I can't speak to that. Uh, of course, Special the Boat is fabulous. Very excited to have that uh, coming back um, in March. I, it's only been a couple weeks that's been off, or maybe even maybe it's just the one week. But uh, but I already miss it. They did a really sweet, uh, really sweet as an awesome <laughs> a Christmas episode. Uh, Real O'Neill's. I wasn't particularly. I would say I was whelmed by Real O'Neill's. Um, <laughs> Excited for Agent Carter to come back. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, they, it never quite come to, it never quite came together for me in season one as well as I would have have liked, um, and as well as I think it it can. Um, so I'm hoping that with you know working out some of the kinks in season one, getting a sense of what works and what doesn't, they can uh, really come together with with new confidence for season two and the new locale for that should certainly help. Um, uh, love the Flash. Still lukewarm on uh, iZombie compared to everybody else. And um, also very excited for Hollywood Game Night to come back because that is one of those shows that I really enjoy just kind of putting on and uh, having in the background. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I love games and party games and everything. So that's one that I actually really enjoy watching. Uh, over on cable, um, I have, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far of The Expanse. I'll probably continue to check that out. I am intrigued by what's going on over at WGN America. So just, you know, I'm really excited about the show they have coming up. I think it's later next year by the Underground Railroad. I think it's just called Underground. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, just based on their decisions with Manhattan um, and their casting decisions, I'm interested in Outsiders. Um, and American Crime Story, I mean, I'll... On one hand, FX. On the other hand, Ryan Murphy. So I'm like <laughs> torn <laughs> on those. So that's really that. That's where I'm at with with Tuesday. And the other thing I want to mention about Tuesday is that um, maybe I should say this for later. But uh, I am looking for. I am. I'm very much enjoying Limitless this year. So uh, that's that's the other big Tuesday show for me that I. That it just never lasts long on my DVR. So that's yeah. the other one that stands yeah. out to me. Talk about a show that did a good Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a show that knows how to do Ferris Bueller. Absolutely. I've still only seen the pilot. I'm so far behind on that one. Well, to be continued at the, in our last segment of the show, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you, Kyle? What uh, what Tuesday stuff has uh, got you interested? Uh, I love Fresh Off the Boat and the Muppets. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few that actually liked it in its current incarnations i'm interested to see if you still like it, it after it changes <laughs> yeah once they come back after all their retooling what happens with the show and what it's like i i really enjoyed the real o'neills i thought that was a lot of fun and so i'm looking forward to seeing more of that the both marvin's agents of whatever i'm watching both of those uh of kings and prophets there's no screener for that yet but i mean i doubt i'll be watching that it sounds like basically Every other show that we've seen about this type of there was Kings a while back, which was like the same story. So I'm wondering how this is going to be any different. But I'll check out the the pilot when it airs. Like Kate, I'm really excited for Hollywood Game Night. That's a show that I always just have a lot of fun with. I'll be watching the whole Fox comedy lineup, uh, the CW with the Flash and iZombie. Shadow Hunters. I had never even heard of the books, but I've seen like the ads and it looks like it could be a pretty interesting show. So I'm interested to check that out. Same with the Shannara Chronicles, like both of those uh, look interesting. I'll, I'll see how long I stick with them. 
one show you didn't mention was on Lifetime. They have a new reality singing competition co- show called Pitch Slapped. So just based on the title alone, I'm interested to see what that is. It's like an acapella competition show. So I'm interested to see what that that one is. Um, the Expanse I'm really enjoying. Like I think that's that's done really well. Uh, the Outsiders. I'll I I don't think I get WGN, but if I do, maybe I'll check out the premiere of that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, for me, uh, I stopped watching the Muppets. I am enjoying Fresh Off the Boat. I look forward to that coming back. Did not like the Real O'Neills, even though usually a big Martha Plimpton fan. Uh, but didn't really care for uh, the setup here. Looking forward to uh, Marvel's Agent Carter. Uh, I enjoyed the first season, so look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the second season, uh, as well as looking forward to when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back, because it's really, it's really become pretty good. As Kate mentioned, very much enjoying Limitless uh, right now, uh, as well as we'll be continuing to watch The Flash, and I'm liking iZombie quite a bit. Fox's new comedy lineup, I will see. I am I mean, I was ready to give up on New Girl, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the first episode back is, it's all right. Uh, Grandfathered is sort of in that same category. It's all right. Uh, but I'll probably definitely be watching that uh, second hour as Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love that show. And The Grinder is really, I really have been enjoying that one uh, too. Uh, mostly because of the spoofing of the sort of the TV show within the TV show uh, stuff on it. Then over on the uh, cable side of things, I've watched this much Pretty Little Liars. I don't see myself stopping now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, see what they do with the five-year time jump. And then I'll probably watch Shadowhunters. Uh, they don't have – they haven't had a screener out yet, but uh, the – the trailers and stuff that they have out are very stylistic. Uh, so, you know, could be, it could be interesting, you know, maybe uh, telling the story in a TV show is a better idea than in the movie, since apparently that did not do well. So we'll see how that goes. I haven't started in on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce in the second season yet, but I really enjoyed the first season. And that's uh, another one that I'll probably catch up on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, as Kate mentioned, there's American Crime Story. The casting all sounds very interesting, but I feel like I watched enough of this, like when it was actually happening, <laughs> that I don't really need to see a dramatic retelling of it. So I, I don't know about that one. Then uh, I'll be I'll continue to watch Teen Wolf, uh, and I'm looking forward to the Shinar Chronicles. That one sounds uh, that one sounds interesting, and it actually looks like uh, MTV has gone like big budget. On it, so I'm interested to see how it uh, how it looks, uh, and then I'm kind of enjoying the expanse, even though I feel like I need to watch each episode like four times just so I can get a a grasp on who's what and from where and the different dynamics between. I'm hoping that as I watch the episodes, that more of that will sink into my head. Yeah, I rewatched the first two episodes before this, and I saw so many more things than I saw the first time when I watched it. Because so. they put they they even put stuff up on the screen, like okay, we're at the whatever, but it like doesn't stay there long enough. I I always have to like pause to be able to like see okay, now where have we gone to now? What is this? Uh, I I don't get like I I haven't been able to grasp all the players yet, 
uh, in that one. Uh, I feel like uh, I think it may have been uh, it might have been Mo Ryan on uh, talking TV with Ryan and Ryan that said she she doesn't need you know a show that has a lot of handholding, but then a show like this could use a little, you know, like just a little handholding for the audience. And uh, I kind of agree there. But yeah, so Tuesdays, a bunch of stuff. You're not, you're not still watching Rizzoli and Isles? Or was that not even on your list? Yeah, Rizzoli and Isles. Man, <laughs> that is a, just a terrible show that's lasted. <laughs> you can quit these shows. You can quit it, Rizzoli and Isles is, and Pretty Little Lies. It's a beautiful Lives. thing. It is. It I is. quit two or three seasons ago on Rizzoli and Isles, and I never looked back. Says the guy that still has... <laughs> Episodes of what on his DVR? Uh, I don't know. I deleted a bunch of stuff. I actually deleted all my elementary episodes. I deleted the 24. Why would you get rid of a good show? <laughs> and you still have some of these lame comedies and whatnot. Oh, I do still DVR. have all. I have nine episodes of Mulaney. Still yes, there it is. What? what? <laughs> and like three episodes of Odd Couple, four you of just Bad like Teacher. broke my head. What is happening right now? <laughs> He's like telling me about the. For the Millers. <laughs> how great it is to have, have quit uh, Rizzolian yeah. Isles, but then he's got all these other shows that he's quit, but he has them all sitting there on his DVR taking up space. Uh, Boggles the mind, sir. Boggles <laughs> the mind. I will watch those nine Mulaney's. I'll be the guy that watched them all. The one person. His, his comedy stand-up special, though, Comeback Kid, is hilarious, I gotta say, though. He's a very funny stand-up. He's it's a very really, bad actor. Really good. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to Wednesdays. ABC will have The Middle, The Goldbergs, Modern Family, and Blackish, followed by the return of American Crime for its second season. Not to be confused with American Crime Story, <laughs> where <laughs> American Crime Story is taking real crimes... And creating a story out of them. American crime is taking, is just creating stories based around fake crimes. In America. Uh, but sort of hitting on themes and tones that are uh, things that are happening now. Uh, those all start up or return on the 6th of January. And then Nashville will return on March 16th. CBS has, well, let's see, what do I, what do I got here? CBS has uh, Two Broke Girls moving to Wednesdays, and that'll be followed by Mike and Molly as of the 6th of January. And then that'll be followed by Criminal Minds and Code Black, both returning on the 13th of January. Uh, and then I'm sure the show we're all looking forward to later on in the season, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders return <laughs> will start up uh, on March 2nd. Uh, and then at some point, uh, Survivor will return again. On February 17th. I, yeah, I have the wrong date down. Uh, but yeah, February 17th, which seemed really weird because, like... How many weeks are they acting to air? Like, <laughs> the other well, two? well yeah. Mike and Molly, are they only airing Mike and Molly for, like, five episodes or something like that? And then, because they have 13, like, when are those final episodes going to... It just seemed like a really weird, oh, we'll just shove these things in there to fill a gap for uh, a few weeks. Then the CW has uh, Arrow and Supernatural returning on the 20th of January. Fox has American Idol starting up for its final season on the 6th of January. And then the next week, it'll be followed by new show Second Chance 
starting up on the 13th. And then Rosewood will return on the 2nd of March and Empire will return on the 30th of March. And then NBC has the mysteries of why this is still on, <laughs> <laughs> mysteries of Laura, Law and Order SVU and Chicago PD all returning on the 6th of January. And then on the cable side of things, ABC Family has Young and Hungry and Baby Daddy returning on the 3rd of February. Amazon Prime has Mozart in the Jungle uh, premiering the, uh, I believe they're dropping the whole season. They're doing the Netflix thing now uh, as of December 30th. Comedy Central has Broad City returning on the 17th of February. FXX has It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Man Seeking Woman returning with new seasons on the 6th of January. Pop TV has Schitt's Creek returning with a new season on March 16th. And TV Land has the second season of Younger, followed by new show Teachers, starting up on the 13th of January. And then USA Network has the return of Suits on the 27th of January. And Sci-Fi has Face Off on January 13th. And so, with that... I've forgotten the order of I was going back. <laughs> I don't even remember if I went first. Or, I think I went second last day. Uh, so we'll start with you, then, Kyle. Yeah, I'll be watching um, Survivor and, and Criminal Minds if I ever catch up. I'll probably also check out the the new one. Uh, I love the ABC comedy lineup on Wednesdays, so I'll definitely be watching all of those. Uh, in the middle, Goldberg's Modern Family and Blackish. Um, Second Chance was another one that I expected to absolutely hate, but I actually kind of enjoyed the uh, the premiere of that. Uh, the name isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like I still think Frankenstein Code was the best one out of the three that they've cycled through at this point. And then I'll be watching the Arrow, uh, Young and Hungry, Baby Daddy, Scream. I don't think you mentioned that's not back till April. Uh, Younger, I really enjoyed. I'm looking forward to that coming back. Uh, Teachers, I enjoyed the. They aired like the the premiere way back, uh, like as a preview. I enjoyed that, so I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, same with Suits um, and Men Seeking Woman. I that was I really enjoyed that first season. It was a very creative show, and I'm really looking forward to that one coming back. How about you, Kate? I'm stoked for Blackish coming back. Uh, definitely will be uh, checking that one out uh, or returning to that one when it comes back. Uh, also, Arrow, um, sticking with that one. Uh, it's really improved over last season, guys. That's what I'm focusing on. <laughs> I still have some issues with it, but it, it's certainly improved over last season or the end of last season, I should say. Um, that's really it for me on uh, the networks on Wednesdays. Uh, for right now, I, I managed after 10 seasons to to break up a supernatural and we'll see if i like get back to it and marathon it all I'm, I'm not saying that won't happen it easily could it has in the past but right now i have stopped watching supernatural i've cut the cord after a you know 10 10 years and the premiere of of this new season uh fingers crossed i can hold true to that because there are not enough hours in the day um, but on Wednesday over on the cable side, uh, there's a bunch of stuff I'm, I'm excited for. Love Broad City. Very excited for that to come back. I've seen the first two of Always Sunny in Philadelphia um, that are, you know, in season 11. And the first one, I mean, Charlie McDennis just speaks to 
a part of my soul that I just love uh, the 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 intensely competitive gamer uh, board gaming specifically part of my soul. Uh, so I, I I really enjoy Always Sunny anyways. I think they're doing it's a very specific flavor, um, but uh, they 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 know their show and they do that incredibly well. So I enjoy it. Anybody who likes Always Sunny, I think, will be very happy with the start of this new season. If it's not for you, though, it's just something I know we've talked about before we started recording here today. That's not going to change. Um, I also liked Man Seeking Woman. I covered that over at the AV Club last year. And um, by the end of the season, they were especially doing a couple of things that were a bit more interesting. Hopefully they can come back with this next season and and uh, take things to the next level. I would like to get a lot more perspective from different characters. They changed perspective for one of their episodes and followed Liz instead. And that really, really helped the show. Um, I would, I'm hoping that in this upcoming season, we'll get a little bit more perspective with some of the other characters, specifically the Eric Andre character, but some of the other people as well. So I, I have episodes of that and haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I have my fingers crossed for a, an even better second season for Man Seeking Woman. And then Younger, I really liked season one of that. Uh, and so I'm very excited for that to come back to because everybody needs more Sutton Foster in their life as far as I'm concerned. Um, so those are my Wednesday shows. Yeah, for me, I'm definitely looking forward to Blackish coming back. That's uh, that's actually become the, <laughs> it's the only Wednesday night ABC comedy that I'm even watching anymore. Continue to watch Arrow. I think uh, you're right. It is doing some things better than it was last season. I'm hoping now, once they've gotten all the setting up of Legends of Tomorrow sort of out of the way, that maybe they can get on to sort of telling their own story. Uh, See, everyone complains about that, but I love that because it's the only reason why I'm watching Arrow <laughs> is for these crossovers. <laughs> so I don't care if that's all it does. <laughs> I am looking forward to. I think I saw that uh, uh, Vixen is going to show up on Arrow. Yeah, definitely excited for that. That's pretty cool. So the uh, which seemed like something that was highly likely to happen, given who they cast to do the voice of the of the animated uh, CW seed uh, version of of Vixen. Uh, so that'll be cool to see her show up. You know, in the uh, real life universe. So that that's pretty cool, having uh, sort of the extended universe extending into the animated series that's taking place in the same uh, same universe is kind of fun, even if that was a bizarrely short <laughs> like webisode series. Uh, I thought there was going to be much more to that than like six five minute episodes, but that's pretty much it for. Uh, the broadcast side of things on Did Wednesdays. You watch second chance at all? Or oh yeah, that's right. Second chance. Uh, second chance. I'll probably give it a second chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it falls again. We talked about it. Uh, I'm not sure if you were a cop and you retired and then you die and then you come back as a. But they're the not cops. Younger version. But then he is going to be working a lot with his son who is an FBI agent. So is it cop used to be a cop? Cop uh, fed? Cop, cop. Cop, former cop. Cop, former cop. Cop, former cop. Not a cop because they are going to be getting help from uh, the they, – they set it up in the first episode where he says to her, you kind of like this, don't you? So she's going to be helping him investigate things uh, since they uh, creepily have – a Facebook style thing that they can use to basically track him and other people or, or not. 
Uh, so yeah, that's sort of the the bad side of technology. I actually kind of liked it. Uh, he has you know some extra strength and things like that uh, in the in his new form. I liked him. I liked Tim Decay once again playing an FBI agent. So not a stretch for him, but. One thing that bugged me was this old guy becomes young again. Yes. Yet he seems to well no, that part didn't bug me. But that all of a sudden he seems to know like the younger lingo and stuff, you would think he would still be talking like an old guy. Uh but the thing that bothered me about it was I don't I don't well obviously I don't really understand their process or whatever. <laughs> But if you did, you'd be a billionaire like them. So. <laughs> but somehow the process of being able to revive somebody de-ages them somehow, but de-ages them not into a former version of themselves so that nobody that from their former life recognizes them. That seems super convenient Yes, uh, on, that, <laughs> on that level. That was the one thing that sort of just like, okay, I just have to stop thinking about that and, you know, sort of enjoy it on the, you know, some action, some family drama of you know a dad now in a younger form trying to make up being a crappy dad to his adult son. Can, can uh, we just get now and again back? <laughs> <laughs> it it is sort of a similar thing there. Uh, I do like. Uh, I I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rachel from. But it's a, a Dilshad or Rebecca Dilshad Varsaria as the you know the one of the twins that'll be helping him out. She was in Greek. But uh, I, I don't know. I liked it enough. Definitely way more than Lucifer, in the uh, in this genre of shows that they have uh, coming. And I actually think it would fit, uh, you know, sort of well with uh, Rosewood, which is uh, another show that fits in that uh, cop not a cop uh, genre. But they're not airing. They're not airing next to each other, are they? Or I, maybe for a couple. I think weeks. they will yeah. for a, a couple of weeks at the end when Rosewood comes back. Uh, but yeah, so sadly, uh, the Fox, well, uh, bef- sadly for this podcast, wasn't able to watch subsequent episodes of second chance because they just put them out this morning. So Kyle, if you want to delve into some more second chance, you can do that. I'll give it a second, third, fourth. That's third. right. Yeah, that, uh, I'll give it a couple more episodes. See how that, uh, how that continues to play out on the cable side of things. Uh, I'll continue to watch Young and Hungry and Baby Daddy because they're both just sort of ridiculously fun, uh, like retro style comedies. And then uh, pretty much Younger is the only other thing. I'm looking forward to that coming back, uh, especially with uh, where they left some things off and certain people figuring things out and other people not yet. Uh, Suits I've given up on too far behind now. I may check out another episode of Teachers I didn't particularly like the first episode, uh, but I will say this, uh, spoiler alert for something we'll be talking about that's coming on Thursday of the two shows about teachers, this and those who can't, uh, this is, this is the better one, even though it's not good. Uh, I'll say that, but, uh, that's, uh, that's Wednesday. I think, uh, really blackish arrow and younger. Those are like the definite ones that I'm really looking forward to. And then, you know, these other things I'll be uh, continuing to check out. But Wednesday continues to be sort of that lighter night uh, for me during the week. And we'll move on to Thursdays, where ABC has a show called My Diet is Better Than Yours. 
starting up on the 7th of January. And that'll be followed by Beyond the Tank, uh, which is the follow-up to uh, Shark Tank, where you'll be able to see what some of those uh, things that have been, some of those stories that you've seen on the original show, where they've gone after the show. That also starts up on the 7th of January. Then Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder all return on the 11th of February. And then when How to Get Away with Murder finishes, new show The Catch will start up as of uh, the 24th of March. CBS has Big Bang Theory, Life in Pieces, Mom, and new show Angel from Hell. And then Elementary, all of those starting up or returning on the 7th of January. The CW has new show DC's Legends of Tomorrow, followed by the return of the third season of The Hundred. NBC has Heroes Reborn returning on the 7th, followed by The Blacklist and new show Shades, Shades of Blue. And then uh, skipped over Fox that has American Idol playing on this as of the 7th of January as well. And then over on the uh, cable side of things, uh, BBC America has new show London Spy starting up on the 21st of January. Comedy Central has Workaholics followed by new show Idiot Sitter starting up on the 14th of January. FX has new show Baskets starting up on the 21st of January. IFC has the return of Portlandia on the 21st of January. Plus Todd Margaret on the 21st. Oh, is that also starting up on the 21st? So that'll uh, that'll be returning there. And then True TV has its first scripted show, uh, Those Who Can't, starting up on the 11th of February. And USA Network has new show, Colony, starting up on the 14th of January. So, Kate, how about any of those? This is another really straightforward day for me um, because it's basically (laughs) – I'm going to check out Legends of Tomorrow – uh, because why wouldn't I? I watch all the other superhero shows. Um, I will. I should be watching Mom, and I'm not. But whenever I do watch it, I like it. I'll probably check out Angel from Hell. Um, I don't know if I'll follow, follow that one week to week, but uh, just for you know, for the cast, I'll check that one out. I'm very excited about Elementary. I think it's having a really strong season and uh, coming off of a really strong end to last season. Uh, I will, of course, be checking out The Hundred. Again, that's another show I don't love as much as everybody else does, but I still do enjoy it. And then um, I will be continuing and and finishing up, she says, hoping it doesn't get renewed, uh, (laughs) my coverage of Heroes Reborn over at the AV Club. So uh, at least three more weeks of that for me. And then (laughs) the most uh, ridiculous gap in a show ever coming back for three weeks makes no sense. And it's not like it ended on, like, a cliffhanger or something. They just stopped. There's, like, and let's take the holidays off. There's no reason that they couldn't have played the next <laughs> week There's an episode reason. and then the final two episodes the week after that and two weeks into be- December been done with it. Yeah, and that is a thing a, that could have happened. show in, in the fall would have been perfectly fine, uh, but uh, I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and over on, uh, on, on cable, the only thing, like... Comedy Central has been really consistent with a lot of their programming, so I will probably check out Idiot Sitter. I know nothing about it other than its title, which is not encouraging. Um, But because they do have such a strong track record uh, right now, I'll probably check that one out. But that's that's it for me. I mean, I I get. I mean, again, I'll watch 
baskets for Galifianakis and it's on FX and they they also have a very good track record. But but uh, yeah, I did hear great things about Colony coming out of Comic-Con and uh, London Spy. I mean, that's the one that's got Wishaw, right? He's great, but I didn't hear great things about that um, or super compelling things. And Portlandia, every time I try it, I just go, this is a good version of a thing that's not for me. So uh, <laughs> that is where I'm at with Thursday. Uh, how about you, Kyle? Yeah, so for me, I'll address some of the things that Kate brought up because I watched some of those shows. Uh, I'll, I'll be watching Big Bang Theory. I continue to watch that. Same with Life in Pieces, which I'm really enjoying. Angel from Hell, I loved that pilot, so I'm really looking forward to that, to starting up. Uh, the only ABC show I'm watching is Grey's Anatomy, uh, The Catch, another Shonda show. I probably wouldn't even bother to watch it because um, lately I haven't gone into any of her new shows. Uh, like Kate, I'll be watching The Last Three Heroes Reborn just to see how it ends. If I ever get caught up on the blacklist, I'll watch that. Shades of Blue, I watched one and I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to see any more of that. I wasn't really, uh, I didn't find that really entertaining. Um, DC's Legend of Tomorrow and The 100, I'll be watching both of those. Uh, London Spy, I did watch the first episode of that. And I was trying to figure out where the spy part came from because there really wasn't a whole lot there. It seems more like it's a it's a gay love story where one of the people falls in love with a spy, apparently, and then it becomes a mystery. But I didn't get that far into the actual spy story of it. Um, I don't know if I'll continue to watch the rest of that. Uh, on Comedy Central, I, I watch Workaholics, so I'll be watching that. And Idiot Sitter... I wasn't going to check it out, but I watched a trailer and it has one of the people who's in Workaholics. Uh, so I may just check it out and see how it is. But I, I don't know about that. Uh, Portlandia, I have like three seasons on my TV of that. So I won't be watching that. I should just delete that one. Todd, <laughs> Todd, Todd Margaret, I can't wait for. I love the first two seasons. And I'm looking forward to that. Colony... I watched the first episode of that and I don't even think I'm going to bother to watch anymore. It, it, I think they really need like a two hour premiere because a lot of it is still not explained in the pilot. Um, that one, anyone should be able to watch it online early because they were tweeting out. Uh, you just had to enter some code that they were tweeting out from the official account and you can watch the pilot early of that one. But that's my packed Thursday. Yeah, Thursdays for me, I'm uh, two or three episodes behind on Scandal, but I'll probably continue to watch that one. Uh, CBS, believe it or not, I'm watching the whole lineup on this Thursday night right now, which has not been the case. Big Bang Theory, really liking Life in Pieces. Mom is really good, and I really enjoy the pilot of Angel from Hell, even though it was sort of like looking at it, you're like, okay, so this is uh, Jane Lynch, which was sort of my least favorite part of Glee when I was actually watching it. But that sort of persona sort of works here for what she's doing. Uh, and I always like Maggie Lawson. I'm interested to see where it goes, like past the initial setup of the first episode, but I quite enjoyed the, the first episode. Uh, and then Elementary, I'll be continuing to watch. Uh, I'll watch DC's Legends of Tomorrow because uh, I'm watching The Flash and and Arrow, so I'll see where they do with this uh, uh, spinoff. Even though the bigger things get, it's it's tends to get things are getting like more and more convoluted 
where I just sort of harken back to remember how good season two of Arrow was. <laughs> and now it just is keeps opening up to bigger and bigger things that since they're all taking place in the same world, they have to pay attention to those things in each of the storylines, uh, which is, uh, I think, getting harder and harder for them to do well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the return of The Hundred. I've seen the first two of the third season. And if I'll just say, if you like The Hundred, you will continue to like The Hundred, even though there's one storyline that I'm n still not quite sure uh, where exactly they're going with that. Uh, but uh, but really enjoyed that. Really looking forward to that. Uh, but I'll say more about the the hundred spoiler alert. It, it it might be my TV recommendation. On the cable side of things, probably check out Colony at some point. Uh, I haven't checked it out ahead of time yet. But uh, don't particularly care for workaholics. Uh, I've never gotten into Portlandia. Uh, London Spy doesn't sound interesting. Those who can't, as I mentioned previously, is terrible. And uh, if Idiot Sitter is anything like Workaholics, which Kyle <laughs> makes it sound like, it sounds it's like I won't like that either. The premise is like some woman that has to babysit this adult who got in trouble with the law, like her father's some rich guy and she hires her, and then the two bond, but it looks like they just do stupid stuff. Like, it just really, it doesn't look all that great from the trailer, but I'll watch it just to see what it is. It looks like it'll pair very well with Workaholics. I'll just say that. And then I'll probably check out Baskets. I mean, it's the new Zach Galifianakis show. I don't really know anything like what it's about or or anything, which uh, seems sort of odd for something that starts in a month. It seems like you would hurt something more than like who's in it, especially for somebody like me or us that sort of tries to keep up with these types of things. But uh, probably check that out when it comes along and check out Colony. But... Did you watch any of Shades of Blue? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I skipped over Shades of Blue. I did watch the first episode of Shades of Blue, and it's all right. Speaking of NBC stuff, I will watch the final three episodes of uh, of Heroes Reborn since I've watched the first ten. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the return of the Blacklist to see what they, they do with that now. And then Shades of Blue, I don't know. It was, uh, it was fine. I mean, it sets up... You know, it's a set of dirty cops. You know, one gets, you know, found out and they try and turn her against the rest of them. But, uh, you know, the cast is pretty good with Ray Liotta and J-Lo. Yeah. And uh, and so you have and a lot of the other people that are in it are all recognizable from other things. Trey Mateo. You know, so uh, you the, the cast is pretty good. I actually thought it was, you know, given a lot of what... <laughs> what uh, NBC has, I thought it was pretty solid. But, you know, it's not necessarily a, oh, I, that was amazing. You got you to gotta watch this. But it could have some, you know, it's going to, a lot of the drama is going to build on people trying to hold up a cover, you know, <laughs> trying to not get found out that uh, you're, you're basically spying for the FBI for, and things that, you know, she's trying to protect her daughter and, you know, the, nothing really new there, uh, but a good cast, and I don't know, it's all right. I, I actually would continue to like to see the player there, but sadly nobody else liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> I only quit watching once they said it wasn't. It was cut. 
I would have kept watching. Uh, completely ridiculous premise, but it was a fun. It was just a fun action show that you could just sort of uh, sit back and you didn't have to think a whole lot, which was fun. But one one other show that's coming to Thursdays on Bravo is a recipe for deception. It's a cooking uh, reality show where people have to cook. And they don't know what their mystery ingredient they have to cook with is. They have to try to figure it out before the time's up to make sure they actually cook with it. And the judges also have to try to guess what the uh, what the special ingredient is when they're eating the food. So it sounds pretty interesting. They have a whole bunch of celebrities and other people. So it's like chopped, but they don't tell you what's in the basket? <laughs> yes, you have to figure it out. They give you like clues and you have to figure it out, I guess at some point before you run out of time to make sure you actually include it and feature it in your dish that you're cooking. It looks pretty interesting from the trailer, so um, that starts on January 21st. All right, so that's uh, that's Thursday. We'll move on to Friday, which ABC will have Last Man Standing and Dr. Kin, followed by Shark Tank, returning on the 8th of January, and then that's followed by episodes of 2020, uh, CBS will have Undercover Boss moving back to uh, Friday nights as of the 8th of January. And then that'll be followed by Hawaii Five O and Blue Bloods both returning on the 8th. And then The Amazing Race will return for a new season as of the 12th of February. The CW will have Rain returning on the 8th to finish out its season. And then The Vampire Diaries will take over that time slot, followed by The Originals on the 29th of January. Fox has uh, MasterChef Junior playing right now, and then that'll be followed by Hell's Kitchen as of the 15th of January, and then Sleepy Hollow will return to finish out its season to lead off Friday nights as of the 6th of February. NBC has Undateable returning on the 8th, and I have no idea what they're going to play after that, because truth be told, is long gone. Uh, and then Grimm... Returns on the 29th of January, and then Dateline NBC closes out the night. And then over on the uh, cable uh, and uh, streaming side of things, A&E has uh, Unforgettable, which started back in uh, the end of November, but it plays well into February. Amazon Prime has a new series Mad Dogs dropping on the 22nd of January. Cinemax has, uh, this is the final season of Banshee, isn't it? Yep. Starting up on the 29th of January. Netflix has, well, Christmas Day, they have, they're dropping the uh, Black Mirror holiday episode, which uh, sounds like a Christmas special to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have new shows, Chelsea Does, uh, dropping on the 22nd of January. Fuller House, dropping on the 26th of February. And then the next season of House of Cards drops on the 4th of March. And then Own has new episodes of Love Thy Neighbor returning on the 8th of January. So, Kyle, what's uh, anything uh, there on uh, Fridays? This is where I get to feel like Kate and only say a couple shows. So I'm saying, uh, so The Amazing Race, uh, I'll be watching that all YouTuber season of The Amazing Race. Uh, Undateable, I'm still watching... Uh, MasterChef Junior and Sleepy Hollow, and I think that's it for the networks. I mean, I if I ever get around to watching it, I mean, Mad Dog sounds interesting. If I ever get caught up on Banshee, I'll be watching that. 
the Black Mirror holiday episode is that the new one or is that the the old one? It's the it's whatever they had done with the previous. Uh... Oh, okay, yeah, then I've already seen that one. Fuller House, I'll check out, but I don't know if I can make it through a whole season. And House of Cards, I'm still a season behind, so. Closer than I am. Oh, oh wait, no, two seasons behind. That's the fourth season. I oh. saw House of Cards 304, and I was thinking that was season three. No, I'm two seasons <laughs> behind the House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Kate? This one is even easier for me. Uh, I have one show on Friday, and that is The Amazing Race. Um, I, I should be watching Grimm, and I feel bad that I'm not watching Grimm every now and again. That would be the other one that's on Friday uh, that I would enjoy if I, I'm sure I would enjoy if I were watching it. But I've gotten away from it, and catching up has proven challenging. Uh, but yeah, and I'm not super in love with The Amazing Race anymore either. But every season has the potential to be a season that I will love. So I, I always, you know, go along for the ride. And it's it's one of those ones that it's a good one for me to put on when I'm like getting ready, like brushing my teeth or, you know, getting ready for bed or whatever, because it just looks gorgeous and they have they go to neat places and do cool things. So I'm on board for The Amazing Race. And that's that's really it. I mean, like last man, uh, last man standing, Dr. Ken. No, I do not have time in my life for these shows. <laughs> I Even don't I'm not watching it. those. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Sleepy Hollow's made it very easy for me to not watch that show anymore. So uh, I'm not watching that one either. So, yeah, it's really just the amazing race on me for me on Friday. Well, for me, I'm behind on the Vampire Diaries. So if I get caught up on that, I may continue to watch the originals. I've fallen behind. I had a little DVR snafu. Uh, so the originals is completely fallen off now because. My DVR was telling me that I was at 82%, but it was actually at 100%. So as new things were recording, old things were being dropped off the end of the, the deck. And so when I went back uh, to look at some of these things to see what I wanted to catch up on uh, over the next couple weeks, I was like, wait a second, um, I'm missing a couple episodes of things that have been recording all season. Maybe it's helping you weed and so, out. And so, you know. so, yeah, it's helping you weed out some stuff. Uh, uh, so so that dropped off. And so if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch all of it. I'm not just going to skip over a couple episodes. Uh, so that that one probably has dropped off. I may continue to watch uh, Vampire Diaries. I'm quite enjoying this season of Sleepy Hollow. So I'm going to continue to watch that when it returns. Uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the Undateable Live experience. They're just... Uh, they're having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun watching them have a lot of fun. Continue to watch Grimm. That show continues to be a, uh, a lot of fun as well. That's uh, pretty good. And then on the uh, cable side of things, I don't know, may check out Mad Dogs. Uh, probably check out Fuller House just to see like what yeah. it is they're doing. <laughs> Curiosity. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for Fridays. Fridays are a nice light night they don't overextend the dvr or anything so there's uh and that continues to be the case here and we'll move on to uh, saturday which uh, on the network side of thing is basically uh, nothing <laughs> right now they'll be playing lots of reruns of dramas and whatnot probably as we hit the the new year year here with new shows they'll be replaying some of those new shows that premiere on saturday nights they tend to do that NBC continues to run like Dateline and old uh, old episodes of SNL and stuff. Uh, but basically the only thing right now 
is Stars will have uh, the new season of Black Sails starting up on the 23rd of January. Mythbusters comes back on January 9th, I assume, for their final... The, their final run of episodes. Yeah. But yeah, not to... I mean, Saturdays, there's been... Especially with Stars, Stars always seems to have something on Saturdays. Uh, but there's been a few other things here recently, but right now just... Uh, Pretty much just the one show. Well, they normally air the same show like th- all three hours, don't they? They air it like at 9, 10, 11 or something? Uh, sometimes they, like they do that. Sometimes they they have a couple different things on or they or they show a replay of the previous week's episode or something. But right now there's no, or at least nothing scheduled. There's no like BBC America shows or, uh, you know, some of the other networks that tend to have some Saturday night stuff. There's nothing... Nothing but black sales right now. So anybody watching black sales? I, I'm, I, I've seen one episode, <laughs> the pilot. <laughs> I, I plan to catch up or try to catch up, but then I never end up doing it because there's pick... too much TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have watching, not made time. <laughs> I will be watching Saturday Night Live on Saturday, whenever that comes back. I don't think I don't know if they've announced it yet. Yeah, I forget when the uh, first episode back is. I think they did. They announced at the end who the host was going to be and whatnot uh, in the last episode. But I haven't watched more than a sketch here or there that pops up in like my Facebook feed of Saturday Night Live in quite some time. Uh, but yes, the uh, that that sketch <laughs> from last week uh, or this past Saturday uh, with the. Uh, the what was it Bronx Beat, and then they have on their sister or sister in law that's from sister in law from Philadelphia. from Philadelphia, and then she starts talking in a Philadelphia accent, and starts saying things like "wooter" for water. <laughs> it was like listening to us make fun of Amory when she says "water" in that very special way. Uh, it was it was very funny. Because it it felt like we were I was watching like our own our own sketch. It was like a it was like our own little sketch. But that's that's what's coming. All of what's coming come the next couple of months, come the new year. Any overall thoughts, Kate, on on what we've got coming here in January and February? Basically, I'm excited that this January doesn't look like it's going to kill me the way that. 2015 January was the dead set to do that. So that's exciting for me. Yeah. Kate's super excited that there's lots of stuff coming that she doesn't like. I, yep. actually, <laughs> I actually felt the same way as I was watching some of these shows that, that I thought I was going to watch. And I was like, this isn't very good. I wasn't sad. I was happy. It's one less thing that I have to try to squeeze into my schedule. So I was more, I'm more than happy to have some of this peak TV be awful so that I don't have to watch yes. it. We always want, we always hope everything will be good. We we go yes. into these things wanting to be uh, to be blown away and have these really interesting and and um, intriguing and entertaining new new shows to to consume and to talk about and to to share. Um, but sometimes you know it's just like okay, well that's one less you know because like it's the mediocre ones that are the hardest because then it's the ones where you're like ah oh, this could get good. And if it does, I don't want to have missed it, but it <laughs> yeah. could be terrible. So I like uh, the 
They're not giving me that quandary so much. I mean, so far. Isn't it the uh, is it the Alan Seppenwall, the hope watching? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're watching something, especially something that was good that you're mm-hmm. now watching and you're just hoping that it will somehow f- revert back to where it was. Or you're hoping it gets canceled so that you can finally finish <laughs> watching it. You just wanted to end at that point. But yeah, it's overall not, uh, I mean, while there is a ton of new stuff, I mean, what, 20, 25 new shows starting just in the in the next couple months on top of, you know, some of the returning stuff. Uh, that's just, uh, it's just a lot of stuff, but not a lot of it where I'm super excited for it, uh, uh, from things that I've seen so far, a few things that I'm going to check out, a few things that I'm still looking forward to that I haven't seen yet that I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, finally getting a chance to, uh, to see, but overall, yeah, I'm not a, I don't know. It's a decent, there's a, there's a good mix of things that I'm, uh, that are returning that I'm looking forward to, you know, like agent Carter, things like that, as well as some of the new things like, you know, a Shannara Chronicles or shadow hunters that I'm looking forward to finally checking out. And then the things, like I said, like the flash and, and uh, some of these other things that I'm really enjoying that I'm looking forward to having back. So, you know, nice little uh, mixture. But uh, to close it out, I'll just say I'll have more about uh, a lot of these new shows as well as some of the ones that we weren't able to cover yet over at tvholic.com slash previews. So if you're interested in finding out uh, some more about some of these shows that we didn't get a chance to talk about or more about some of the ones that we did, uh, you can subscribe to that podcast, to the TV Holic Previews. 10-minute episodes that give you the who and the what about each show and whether I think it's worth checking out or not. Uh, so they're all you know nice little short episodes. And uh, with that, we'll move on to the primetime segment. And I don't watch Fargo, but Kyle and Kate do. And uh, so, Kate, tell me why I should be watching Fargo and why I should catch up on the first two seasons by uh, spring of 2017 when the third season will prepare. It's really pretty and it's really well made, basically. I, so it's pretty well made? It, I, I'm not the person to be asking this of because I didn't really like this season of Fargo. I, I'm in the same, I'm in the okay, same boat. So maybe you won't be convincing me <laughs> yeah. to check Well, it no, out. the first season was amazing. you got to watch the first season. I, I liked the first season. I didn't love it the way everybody else did. And that's basically how I felt about this season. Um, I like the first season a little more than the second season, but it's beautifully made. It's really well constructed. Uh, fantastic editing. The camera, sh- like the shots that they get are, go- are gorgeous and really inventive. Um, the trouble I had with this season is I didn't really care about any of the people. And for me, that's a really significant issue. And other people key in more to like the plot or to the... Um, the style of, 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 of a show as compared to the, the specifics of the characters. That's just how I view television most of the time. Um, however, I did really like the finale. I thought the last couple episodes were incredibly strong and I was much more, much more invested in the characters in these last two episodes. So for me, the, while I wasn't huge on this season, it ended very strongly as far as I'm concerned. And I mean, Especially for me, Kirsten Dunst nailed it. And also uh, Ted Danson was really, really good. Um, I, Patrick Wilson and uh, uh, Christian 
uh, Miliati. I, I, I may have gotten her first name wrong. I apologize um, to the Miliati fans out there, but um, they were also really good in, in this last, uh, this last episode, but um, particularly Kirsten Dunst and Tendence. And I think we're the, the heart of the season uh, in these last few episodes for me, they were what I was most invested in, uh, I guess, as, as well as, as the Wilson character, but, uh, but no, it ended really well. And, and like I said, it's impeccably made. So if you are interested in the construction of television and in watching something that is executed at a really high level um, and you're not as picky about, I need to be invested in each character's struggle, um, then, then, then this is absolutely a very well-made show. Um, and the third season uh, is going to be set, the first season is set in the present, the second season is like a flashback prequel third season can be back in the present again so uh you don't need to watch either the two seasons to watch the third i'm guessing but um they certainly you know there's there are a lot worse ways to spend you know 20 hours <laughs> we just talked about a few of them the, <laughs> we did just talk yeah, about a few of them. winter preview yeah what, what do you th- what do you think about the kyle would you agree yeah i think pretty much everything you said i agree with with the cast uh doing a great job the show looks amazing and it's like they have like the split screen things that they do and the music that they throw in. it's really well put together the writing is good this season like you said i i wasn't like i just didn't really feel connected to the characters this season and like last season there was like i think it was like the ninth episode was just an amazing hour of television like just it was so tense and like had me like glued to the screen. I never had that feeling uh, in this episode, even in the ninth episode, which should have been that because we knew this big event was coming uh, because we heard about it in the first season. But I still wasn't like as invested as I was when I was watching the first season. But that's not to say that I, I hated this second season. It just I just didn't find myself fully engaged with it like I did with the first season. Now, would you recommend people watch season two and then watch season one if they haven't seen it before? Um, I don't It probably doesn't matter which order. I just think season one is better. <laughs> so if mm-hmm. you're only, if you're going to give it a shot, watch season one first, because you might watch season two where maybe you won't fall in love with the show with season two and then not want to check out season one. Okay. But yeah, you you could watch them in either order. They're really like there's it's a connection between the two seasons, but it's not um, not anything that really matters between the two seasons. So basically, well made, looks beautiful, great performances. May or may not care about the characters. That pretty much sums it <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, uh, I don't know. I just. I I just I never liked the movie, and so the whole idea when they talked about the you know the TV show and then what I heard about the TV show was that they were able to recapture the movie but telling a different story. I was like, well, I'm not interested in that. I don't like the movie. Yeah, see, I didn't like I didn't like the movie the first time I saw it, but I rewatched it after watching the first season of this, and I I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> another every <Amory> review <laughs> no but i mean it was definitely it was different going back and rewatching it after so much time but yeah i mean they do they capture like the same quirkiness in the show with the characters but it's not like the same as the movie all right so well maybe maybe i do have uh quite a bit of time to uh fit those in before they come back for 
their third set of their third story since uh i apparently I, I don't know is that just a lack of planning when all of a sudden you're like oh we don't have enough time to shoot in the winter to get a new season out uh, so we're going to wait till next november yeah i don't know how you and film it and you're just like well why didn't you start this november weren't you done already with the other one like when did you i don't i don't understand their scheduling of what they're doing but uh if you're a fargo fan no Fargo in 2016, but spring of 2017, it'll be back. At least that's what they're saying right now. <laughs> well, in this in this era yeah. of TV, nothing is when, guaranteed. Yeah, when, yeah, when, when you have like, big breaks like that, when nothing's ever gone or actually renewed, <laughs> been renewed. <laughs> uh, we did mention Unforgettable, which has been canceled twice and is still on the air. So you never know what's happening these days. Uh, next up. Uh, elementary season four episode six the cost of doing business and uh kyle you said you've uh, deleted all of these episodes so you i I did watch this one did you you actually you did watch this one uh as somebody who hasn't watched this season half what'd you think kyle (laughs) it didn't really do anything to make me want to like get back in and watching it because the problem is this episode happened to be one with the same problem that I had with the first (laughs) one which is we didn't have much of the whole Holmes and Watson working together in this it was more of Holmes and his dad working together on stuff which that that whole dynamic of Holmes and Watson is what I really enjoyed about the show in the first uh, few seasons and then that's when I sort of fell off when they had them separated for a long time at the beginning of the third season that's when I just let it pile up and I never got back to it um so I mean yeah overall I wasn't really that I couldn't remember if I actually knew John Noble was Sherlock's father if I had seen that in the past no that's or... uh, that's this season is the his yeah, first could... appearance how about you, Kate, as somebody who has watched Elementary? I'm really enjoying John Noble as as Moreland. Is it Moreland? It's a te- it's a terrible name. Uh, Moreland Holmes. Um, I, he's just great, and he knows how to do this <laughs> this kind of stern figure very very well. It's it's excellent casting. He's got good chemistry with the various regulars as well. Um, this episode specifically, I enjoyed. It was, it's nice to change up the dynamic and get. Um, you know, force Sherlock to interact with his father a bit more than usual. I'm not overly intrigued by the mystery presented at the end of the episode, but I, I like the um, I, I like there being something a bit more interesting in the dynamic than just absentee father, uh, angry son, bitterness, but really the father's a good guy. Like, I, I like that they're making it a bit more nuanced. I like that they're having Sherlock reconsider where he you know his relationship with his father or or at least entertain the notion that he may not be unbiased and and even though he might come to the same conclusion yeah (laughs) at some point yeah (laughs) exactly but but i i I like that he he doesn't just go oh my father's great now but it's that I, i like when he has joan he just says i'm gonna stop telling you things about my dad you make your own opinion to to joan um because again that's just underlining the respectful relationship those two share and um that is for me is the core of the show so i liked this episode i liked um that they had a slightly different answer to the sniper than maybe we were anticipating and uh, even if the payoff wasn't very satisfying for me so i I liked it and uh, it was one of the best of the season but i do continue to enjoy what they're doing with their with their arcing um, on elementary, so that's where I'm at. Where where are you at with this one, Jason? I I enjoy it every week. 
it's one of the first shows from you know the Thursday night shows that I I usually watch when I get home from work. So it's it's usually one of the first things off the DVR. Uh, I I liked uh, that they finally. I mean, you figured that there was probably something coming, but they they finally told you something that you know that the dad's not just there to try and <laughs> there's there's some other bigger reason that he's that he's come to New York. Uh, and you know, so what that will end up being, uh, and how that will all play out, is you know, part of the bigger storyline that's uh, that's going on. I think they do a good job of of doing continuing story between Sherlock and Watson, and then also some of the characters that you know revolve around them, while also giving you a case of the week, but then also set within usually some sort of bigger mystery that tends to grow over the course of a season. And I don't know. I just uh, I really like the performances. I I like uh, these detective type shows. I mean, this is this is cop, not a cop, not a cop, uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or sometimes just not a cop, not a cop uh, as they're as they're investigating. But yeah, that's I I really like it. I I'm really enjoying John Noble here. Uh, much more than on the second season of Sleepy Hollow last year, and yeah, so I'll I'll be continue to watch this. I'll be keep going with this one. Looking forward to uh, uh, when that re- returns. It seems so weird because because of the CBS having uh, Thursday Night Football that we've you know we've we're only six episodes into the season and then we take a little break for the holidays here, even though they've sort of been playing episodes at times when other networks have taken the weeks off, you know, they actually had episodes on Thanksgiving, uh, but yet we're still at six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems so strange to only be that far uh, into the season, but uh, that'll do it for uh, a slightly shorter uh, primetime segment uh, this week. And we'll move on to the TV recommendations. Mine being, uh, as I stated previously, the hundred, if you haven't got a chance to check it out yet, both seasons are available on Netflix if you're a Netflix subscriber. Uh, it's only 29 episodes for the first two seasons, so there's still plenty of time. You could easily get caught up with that before the 21st uh, when the third season starts. And I think it's one of the, I think it's become one of the better shows, at least on the broadcast side of things. While it has that sort of looks like, you know, the, you know, sort of the old school uh, CW shows, you know, a lot of uh, pretty young people. There's also a nice older cast as well. And the parents get more, you know, it's not just the kids all the time as the story grows. And it's doing some really interesting stuff. And talk about a show with consequences where there are real consequences to actions. And, People get stuck in interesting situations and they have to make a decision, usually between three bad choices, uh, and you just have to make the least bad choice and go on from there. But whatever choice you make has repercussions down the line, and they don't just hand wave things away. They deal with those things as they go forward, and it makes it uh, a really interesting to watch. And so uh, that's my recommendation is uh, catch up. With the hundred over the next uh, next couple of weeks, you know, while there's a lot less stuff on over Christmas and New Year's, watch uh, the first uh, few episodes and uh, be ready for when season three, which 
Uh, I really like the first couple episodes, and that's my recommendation. How about you, Kyle? This feels like MasterChef when they have the three judges come out and present their show, their thing that they want you to catch up with. So, like, my thing that I want you to catch up with is Gallivant Season 1. Even easier to catch up with. <laughs> Even easier. It's, like, eight episodes, I think? Or <laughs> and apparently still free on iTunes. Still free on iTunes. It's, like, one really long story that ends in a cliffhanger. But fortunately, there's, there's a two. second season coming up. I Believe me, I was so upset when they ended in a cliffhanger because I didn't think this show had a chance of coming back. But I thought it was so wonderfully entertaining it's a musical comedy the songs are hilarious not kid appropriate but maybe the jokes go over their head um but uh i just really enjoyed the show i thought it was a lot of fun and the second season is even better than the first so but it's definitely a continuing story so you want to see like the the first season and it's like it's definitely bingeable. Every episode picks up right where the last one left off. And it's like one continuing story. But also each episode has its own little like self-contained story as well. But highly recommend it. Very entertaining show. And how about you, Kate? The show I'm going to tell people to catch up on. I was going to talk about some of the different uh, Netflix and Amazon options to, to binge over the holidays. But instead, after our conversation earlier, uh, I'm going to tell you guys that you should be watching Limitless on CBS, which uh, is currently they, they've gone up to 11 episodes so far this season. Um, so it's a bit more than this. You know, elementary is only on six. Limitless is currently on 11 and they'll be back like next week or something. They'll be right at the beginning of, <laughs> of January. But um, this is a show that I watched the pilot and was not particularly impressed. I was like, eh, it looks very cop, not a cop. It looks very straightforward and I'm not seeing a reason specifically to tune in. Then I started hearing rumblings and checked back in. And by episode four, episode five, the show has really developed its own uh, point of view or, or its own style and its own voice the central performance is a huge part of that it's uh the the lead does a really good job of having that engaging infectiously um endearing sometimes difficult or immature but for the most part he's not the smug jerk face that you don't want to punch him in the face <laughs> you don't want to punch him in the face instead you can see very much why he this guy was cast um and but why why the show works and it's because of that central performance they they make the cases fun they allow um brian because the for those who don't know it's about a guy who takes a pill that lets him be super smart basically super observant super smart whatever does the specifics don't really matter the connection to the film really doesn't matter um but watching you know them solve cases and seeing how this affects his personal life there is a serialized thread but it is a pretty um it, it only pops up every now and again it's not um, a huge part of the show. So if you want to just jump in at like episode five, you can totally do that. But uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's infectiously fun. And because it's from the uh, often it's from the biased perspective of the protagonist, he, he'll do things like say, then they went into a meeting, uh, which is probably really boring, but I like to imagine it like this. And then it'll be uh, like a badass fight scene. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it, it has a really infectious energy, like I was saying. And it's, it just, it's a, it's an entertaining show to watch. It's one of the first things that's off my DVR when I sit down, like, what do I have? Oh, I have a limitless. I'm going to watch that. Um, so it's, it's not doing huge in the ratings, especially for CBS. Um, it's, uh, it's doing well for other networks, but for CBS, it's not doing too hot. And, um, it's certainly one that I dismissed 
or didn't make time for after the pilot. So if you've only seen the, the pilot or the first few, maybe tune back in because I, I do think it's one of the best new shows of 20, the 2015-2016 season. Yeah, you, you got to make it at least far enough in to see the Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode, which was... That's like episode eight or something like that. so good. Yeah, I even like the next one better. The Like the team... We're going to take down the top 10 yes. most wanted <laughs> one was even even more fun for me. Yeah. They definitely have a lot of fun. I Yeah, would definitely recommend that one as well to, to check out. That is also one of the first shows off the DVR from Wednesday night because usually I've watched Arrow before I go to work. And so when I come home from work, I watch Limitless. So, yeah, that's uh, it's been – wasn't quite uh, you know sure about it as well, uh, even though I like the first episode. But it's really sort of gotten more fun <laughs> with what they're doing. Like you said, with the things where he imagines the different scenarios, like what a scenario would have been like or what it would be like if he was <laughs> in charge or what have you, or where all of a sudden it becomes like a 70s cop show or, or you know, something just like outlandish. Uh, those are uh, those are a lot of fun and definitely worth uh, worth checking out. And uh, with that, uh, that'll close out episode 304. Uh, as always, you can find uh, links to more about our recommendations as well as uh, where you can find Kate and Kyle online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 304. Uh, and this is the last episode of 2015. We'll be taking the next couple weeks off. The next new episode should be up sometime around Wednesday, uh, January 13th. Usually not a lot of stuff happening over the week of Christmas, so not a lot of stuff to talk about uh, same with the week of uh, New Year's, and also because uh, the Monday when we record, I may be serving on jury duty. So that's always a great Christmas present when that comes <laughs> in the mail in the beginning of December. Hey, I have still yet to ever get jury, jury duty. Well, luckily last year I got jury duty the week of Christmas, uh, which um, apparently they weren't really doing any cases the week of Christmas, mm -hmm. so. I got dismissed being at the first of the year. Uh, sadly, I don't think I'll probably get as lucky, but it also makes me feel less random that, uh, hey, I got out of it last year. How do I get another one the next year at the same time? It seems like my number just came back up again. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's your civic duty. So I was going to say, have you seen 12 Angry Men inside Amy Schumer? I expect there to be <laughs> dildo related shenanigans. <laughs> no, but maybe I should watch that uh, to prepare myself. Clearly. Before <laughs> before uh, going. Uh, but yes, that, uh, that'll that do it for uh, this episode. I'd be very interested in hearing uh, of all the shows we talked about. What winter, what shows coming back in the winter or new shows starting up in the winter are you most looking forward to? Let us know. Uh, hit us up uh, on Twitter at TV Times 3 or feedback at TVTimes3.com. And until, well, until next year. Unless the first time you're listening to this is next year, then I don't know what to say there. You never know what to say when, because, you know, people could be listening to this at any time the next many weeks to find out what's going on in the winter uh, TV season. But uh, thank you, Kate and Kyle, for joining me to talk a little winter TV on episode 304. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a pleasure. Thanks for being had.
we're, we're reaching Kate level of length of podcast time. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I'm just hitting my stride, but I'm not normal. 